BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. That's where you find pre- and post-game shows off every single Heat game, off every Dolphin game, too, if you still want to sit through that. The Hurricanes, we do everything on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We also do everything on FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. And get the latest articles from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. We tell you about the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you're looking for something that helps with recovery, helps with sleep, you got to get CBD and you got to get it from therapistpreferred.com. Therapistpreferred.com. They've got the gummies, they've got the tincture, they've got the sports cream, they've got all of it. And you can get it for 25% off if you just type in 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN at therapistpreferred.com. Com. You're not going to fail a drug test. You don't have to worry about where this stuff is coming from. It's from right here in the United States. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Tonight's floor plan, we're going to get a chance to talk to one of the point guards of the Miami Heat, Gabe Vincent, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity here. I've got Sean Rochester here along with me and Gabe, I just want to start here and I want to get into some of your backstory for people who may not be as familiar. And then we're going to talk a little bit of basketball here uh, with the heat, but I just want to kind of have one simple question for guys who go through your journey, um, you know, 2018 undrafted uh, you, you go to camp exhibit 10, all that sort of stuff. And now, now three years later, 
you're in a position with, you know, a full contract with the heat and, and a potential rotation role here. Did you ever think during this process of just giving up? Um, I think it's natural. You have ups and downs, whether it was an injury or um, being cut from situation or being in the G League. Uh, you know, some, some days are better than others. I wouldn't necessarily say giving up, but there's some days where I think, you know, naturally you do get down on yourself. Um, you do doubt. So I think a lot of it is just perseverance and fighting through those, through those negative thoughts and, and trying to just continue to push forward and remembering why you started doing what you were doing in the first place. What was the lowest point? Um, that's tough. I mean, my first year in the G League, I battled with a couple injuries. I think before the game, we had a scrimmage, and I tore a ligament in my thumb, had to have surgery off the bat. And then, you know, I didn't really play my first game until the showcase. And then it was like, hurt my hamstring. And it was like a constant struggle to find rhythm, find a role, um, you know, build an identity within the, the NBA, within this league. Uh, you know, it's, it's a people are quick to label you. And so to go into that summer of 2019 um, and then coming to the, my second year in the G League and, and find success, you know, that was just an amazing feat of perseverance, I think. Yeah, Gabe, this is Sean Rochester. Thanks for coming on with us. Um, I had a question kind of about that process. You know, you've had a lot of great vets in Miami and, and not just at, you know, at your position as a whole roster, you know, at different positions. But in specific at point guard, you've had Kyle now and you had Goron last year. What did you pick up from those guys? And I think probably both a little bit different, but what did you pick up from those guys at the position? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things I picked up is pace. Mm. You know, I think each of them play at a different pace, but the way that they'll go fast to slow or slow to fast or set their table per se to perform and put guys in situations or put themselves in a situation to, to find success. Um, I think they do it differently and, and every guard isn't differently, but that's one thing I think that has stood out the most to me. What was your first encounter with Kyle? First thing, did you know him at all before he signed with the heat? No, I did not. Okay. I didn't. I, I, uh, I think I met him after he'd signed in Vegas or something, something kind of random, just kind of bumped into him. Um, but you know, we had some encounters in training camp and, um, I'm sure we'll continue to build our relationship as time goes on throughout the season. But um, so far, everything's been great, and, and he's been great so far. And I'm just continuing to try to learn. You, you mentioned pace, uh, and Kyle does pace a little bit differently. I think people think of pace as a guy speeding up and down the floor. And, and you know, but we go back to a time. I'm old. I've covered this team since 1996. Okay, and and talking, you know, with Riley about this yesterday when he had his press conference. Uh, right. There is a similarity of of Kyle Lowry to Tim Hardaway when he came to Miami after kind of this is I know I'm I'm dating myself here a little bit because I know how young you are. This is about you, the just, time. Dated, you just said 96. I mean, well, I I'm saying that's the year you were born, right? Like that, yeah. right? Aren't you 25? Yeah, you already dated yourself for sure. I, I I date myself a whole bunch of different ways, but yeah. So that the year that you were born, Tim Hardaway was acquired by the Heat, and at that point, he wasn't run TMC Tim anymore with Mitch Richmond and Chris Mullen. He had had some knee surgeries. He was more of a a, a half court type point guard with a knuckleball jumper, but he knew how to run an offense, but also he did control pace with things like hit ahead passes, uh, making sure he got the ball to Zoe on the break, that kind of stuff. And it does seem like there's a similarity uh, to the way that Kyle does it in that sense, where it's not maybe him going the distance, but it's him hitting ahead to other guys. Have you picked up on any of that stuff in terms of transition? Absolutely. I mean, I, 
I tell guys all the time that I'm playing with, like I, I'd much rather pitch the ball ahead mm-hmm. than, than dribble it down the whole length of the floor. Like that that part has never been my game. I think my my pitch aheads are much different than his. Whether it's um, he might see something I don't see in general and find a guy over the top, kind of a, a rainbow kind of pass, lands right in the bread basket. It's a layup. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he might see a play develop earlier than I would. Uh, as far as some of my pitch aheads are way more simple, uh, just flatten the defense out. Uh, but I think he does it too in ways with pace that even when he does push the ball himself, uh, he just kind of keeps the defense on their heels. Like his next play speed is is so quick that, uh, you know, he keeps them guessing. And it might be him just flattening out the defense and waiting for them to make a mistake and he takes advantage. So um, there's many different ways he does it, but he's definitely, as everyone has seen in the preseason, the way he gets the ball up ahead uh, with the pass is impressive. Going back a little bit uh, to your bio, again, you were a scorer, uh, Santa Barbara, scorer in the G League. Um, are you, do you consider yourself now to be a pure point? Like, is that, because it's like in football where they say if a guy grows up playing quarterback, uh, it's, it's different than maybe if he doesn't in terms of the way he sees things. Have you, feel, have you felt like you've made that transition to being more and more I, I know that it's changed in terms of the classification of it in the game because pure point guards are not the same as they used to be but but do you, do you look at yourself that way at this point yeah I think it's interesting because when I first started playing the game I was the smallest kid there was and naturally when you're the smallest kid they make you hard so um when I first started playing basketball I was more of a point guard and then I would end up playing up and I couldn't necessarily be the score I uh, would be playing with kids my age. So I, I ended up being more of a facilitator. So for me, it's kind of interesting to see how my career has went from that point as a, a child to growing into a more of a score, aggressive, attacking threat to now being more of a facilitator again. Um, it's it's different for sure. Uh, there's more nuances to it. The game has changed since 96 in many different ways. So, there's been a lot of learning and, and every day it's something new to learn, but it's just different challenges, you know, and, uh, embracing them. And, you know, I think I've had my moments where I've been asked to score here more, uh, whether it was guys out with COVID or whatever the circumstance may be, or I might've just got hot. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we have a very talented group. And right now my role is to facilitate more and to get guys involved and to make sure everyone gets it where they need it. So. I'm going to let Sean jump in. I'm going to get my AARP card. Um, yeah, now. I like, just, I like you reminding him that the game is changing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it does, it does. My daughter doesn't do it enough. She asked me if I met Abraham Lincoln. So I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I'll let Sean jump in here now. I was in middle school when Tim Hardaway came. So oh, I'm, I'm like kind of split it. the difference between you guys. Stop so it. I was all, I was only 22. Okay. It's not like I was 50. All right. Um, <laughs> you really hated yourself there. Yeah, I know I did. No, Sean, go, go. So, um, you know, kind of expanding on what Ethan asked, you know, you spend some time off the ball also. We've talked a lot about you playing point guard, but how does your mentality shift when you're, you know, the Heat have a lot of guys who can initiate offense. We have our center that can initiate offense. So how does your mentality shift when you're not the guy that's facilitating and you're the guy on the other end of maybe, maybe those passes? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, first of all, I think there's more than one way to facilitate. Uh, I mean, I think I can facilitate being off the ball too, whether it's a screen or, or a timely cut that just draws two defenders. Uh, but being aggressive off the ball is something I think that also just, like I said, comes more natural to me um, in some ways than others. You know, like you said, the last couple of years, I've been shooting the ball in the G League or uh, in college. So 
Um, I can be aggressive. I showed some of that this summer as well, playing off the ball. So, um, but like I said, we got guys that are talented here and some guys that do that better than I do, plain and simple. So why not put them in a better situation to do so? One of our guys, uh, Brady Hawk, uh, who's a hell of a lot younger than me, uh, spoke to you recently for a piece about uh, your shot, I believe, and, and some of the changes that you've made here over the past couple of years and the adjustment to that. Can you go through that for people who, who don't understand it? Because I, I know you were known as a shooter when you came up and then obviously the percentage hasn't been maybe where it was previously, but, but you've been adjusting to something different. What has that been? Yeah. I mean, I think when I got here, I think a lot of it was how can we make a shot more repeatable and, and not to make it more, um, more consistent, more accurate. And I think anytime you change something, there is a process of, of that change to come all the way through and, for me, a lot of it was just keeping the ball closer to my body, getting the ball out faster. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, which would in turn make my shot quicker, make it more consistent, more repeatable. I think there's been times when it's looked that way and times where it hasn't. Uh, and there's been ups and downs, and I've been dealing with that. And, uh, you know, it might have been just me overthinking it at times, but I definitely would say it feels more natural now, and it feels like I'm at a pretty good place. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire here. Uh, and this is going to be real rapid fire. Sometimes we go on forever. But we're going to do real rapid fire here with Gabe so I can get my nap, which I do every single afternoon. Right back here on Five on the Floor. We'll get back to our episode with Gabe Vincent in a second. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about two great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. They're both based right here in South Florida, and they can help your company if you got one or if, if you just want to suck up to the boss. These are two places that you can tell them about. One, trade shows. If you're going to trade shows, if your company's going to trade shows, you got to reach out to everythingtradeshows.com, and you got to mention Five Reasons because not only will they give you a free consultation, they'll give you a free booth rendering. They'll show you exactly how it's going to look from soup to nuts. They do everything at everythingtradeshows.com, hence the name, at everythingtradeshows.com, again, which is based right here in Fort 
Lauderdale. They can service all 50 states. They handle the logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to help get you noticed. So reach out to everythingtradeshows.com. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882, 954-791-8882. Tell them the five reasons sent you. Say hello to Chris and everybody over there. And the other place that you got to reach out to is CPT dash florida.com that's cpt of south florida but you can find them at cpt florida.com this is where you go for your it they've been providing small and medium businesses with the te technology they need for decades they specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and manage it and they've got a great promotion there also if you mention five reasons that includes 25 percent off cloud phone service including free phones and the first two months of service free so deal with an owner not a sales rep give tj a call at cpt their phone number, I'll slow down here, 954-966-2766, 954-966-2766, or the website, cpt-florida.com. And now, back to the episode with Gabe Vincent. All right, back here with Gabe Vincent and Sean Rochester on five on the floor. Just want to throw out some things to you about teammates, opponents, other things like that, so let's just, we'll go with it. Funniest guy on the team is? Right now, might be P.J. Tucker. Really? Over Bam? Bam usually wins this. Yeah, but I mean, I love Bam, but we just, BJ happened just to say some funny stuff just before I walked in here. So he, he just, it was fresh on my mind. It was rapid. Bam, still got love for you. PJ got me at the, the funniest kind of team as of this moment. As of this moment. I'll let, I'll let Sean jump in here and come up with one here in a second. But uh, get, get, all the guys have one moment like this. I'm Duncan Robinson uh, told me that he kind of knew he got Jimmy's respect when the first time that they ever did an open run, Jimmy went under a screen and Duncan made a three in his face. And Duncan said to him, don't ever do that again. And he felt like he earned his respect. When did you feel like you earned Jimmy's respect? Uh, you know, I really don't know. I, I, I mean, I never like walked into the, to the arena was like, I need to earn that guy's respect. Uh, <laughs> I personally feel like it's earned daily. Uh, so, I mean, early on, we play once before the game. That's kind of one of his things he does. Mm -hmm. uh, so battling and competing in those ones, you, you know, if you ever played someone one-on-one -on -one or got in a fight one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you, you learn a lot about a person doing that. So I think in some ways that helped us build our relationship and uh, just getting to continue to know one another and compete once, against one another. All right, growing up, um, what was a player that you watched or maybe modeled your game after? That's tough because it was never just one person. I think uh, I loved Allen Iverson. Obviously, that was just a—he was a a mogul at that point. Uh, I, I loved watching. Uh, this might be bad for me to say in this building right now, but Paul Pierce at the time, I liked his oh. game. A lot. Oh, 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 oh! We're gonna we're gonna edit that out. I'm saving. I'm gonna save it because I was a I was a big Heat fan, as I think many of the world was. Oh five, oh six, and, and big D Wade fan. So. Uh, my game I always felt was like a it was always a hybrid I don't think it ever really matched one person per se so I tried to pick pieces here and there when I was younger I'd watch the the Ray Allen when he was back on the Bucks in 95 96 uh, you know and watched him as he became more of a strictly a knockdown shooter and um, so I think I, I've watched a lot of a lot of film over the years and watched a lot of guys but um, I don't know if there's anyone in my game has been purely modeled after this one guy, you know, so. Ray was by the facility the other day. Did you get a chance to talk to him? He was. Yeah, yeah I did get a chance to meet him. It was awesome. Great for him to come by and, and, and see practice and whatnot. 
All right. Uh, here's here's one I'm gonna throw at you. Would you ever wear anything that Tyler Hero wears? What do you mean by that? I mean, some of the stuff that Tyler wears for like the magazine shoots and all the rest of this stuff. The, oh, the, the he's I mean, aging he, himself again, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think I think he's a pretty fashionable guy. Some of the stuff is not necessarily my style, but uh, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is good stuff. All right, that's that's a very PC answer, Sean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you one X and O one, uh, the two, two, one last year, you in the front of it. What mm-hmm. do you think? You see that again? You like playing that? I enjoy watching you play it. Cause I know it's, it's havoc for that ball handler, but what do you think about that? I mean, I think, uh, I had a lot of fun doing it, especially with Dre. We had a great continuity doing it. Uh, uh we had different ways, but I mean, we did it different than everyone else in our team did it, me and him. So, uh, we had a lot of fun with it. We kind of tried to make it our own in different ways. And, uh, computer popping up oh that's all right no problem uh, yeah yeah we had a lot of different we we, had, we made it our own so i think we had fun with it uh, i'm not sure exactly how much we'll, we'll go to it this year if we will go to it uh, but if we do i'm more than happy to be a part of it i, I enjoyed it I, I find happiness in defending and getting stops so I asked uh, max this and, and he didn't really have much of an answer for it when he was on with us but when you got the word that you were going to be that this wasn't a two way situation this year that you you had a a full contract with the Heat. How did you celebrate? Wow, I I mean I don't think I really did celebrate like that. I think I just went back and worked it out, you know, or got work on my body. I th- my summer was kind of long this year, mm-hmm. uh, between you know the season, uh, getting ready for the national team run, um, and then coming right back. And while well, although I didn't play in summer league, I was still there with the team and a part of everything. So. Uh, there wasn't necessarily like a let's go to dinner and go crazy and mm-hmm. uh, you know get a bottle of wine or whatever but I think uh, it was just you know like a great like awesome this is wonderful this is what we've been working for but there's a lot more work to do kind of well it has to be incredibly gratifying I mean I know obviously like you said the journey doesn't stop and and you're gonna have to prove yourself every night because that's what guys have to do in the league but but considering I mean we sort of take it for granted with the heat because there have been so many guys compared to other organizations who have gone from undrafted to core contributors. I mean, I mean, shoot, UD is never going to leave. Okay. And that was 2000, right. <laughs> right. And that was 2003. Okay. I mean, this is going back, but I mean, it's a long list. It's Joel Anthony. It's Ike Austin. It's Mike James. It's Anthony Carter. It's Duncan Robinson. It's, it, it's you and Max now it's, I mean, there's just, there's a long, long list. Why do you think, this organization has been so successful because it feels to me like it's the heat and then maybe it's Toronto, but other organizations don't do this. They don't give the opportunities to guys who maybe get undrafted and they, and they don't develop them. Yeah. I think, I think that last bit, you kind of hit it on the head right there at the development piece. I think they put a lot of time, energy and effort into developing guys. Um, And to take that a step further, I think they put a lot of time, effort and energy into their scouting department, finding guys that match the heat identity match what they're looking for as an organization. Um, you know, I've been asked about the, the culture or this, the other forms of it. And I think a lot of it naturally just matches what I believe in and what I do um, and how I move day to day. So while some people may think the tasks asked of us are crazy and too demanding or too militant in, in some ways, that's just how I prefer to move naturally anyway. So, there's some things I think people may struggle with within with what we do, but I think the type of guys that they get and, and find success 
it's just part of who they are. All right, one last one for me. Um, you have a day off, no game, one place to eat in Miami. Where are you going? Wow, that's tough. I, I just recently, not too long ago, went to Fiola. had a great time over there. So that's fresh on my mind. Uh, yeah, I, I have to go with Fiola right now. That'd be my, my go-to spot at the moment. All right, and I got two here to finish. One, uh, favorite conversation you've had with Pat. W what have those conversations been like, I guess? Favorite conversation I had with Pat. So one of, one of the games last year, I had my, my hair out, not braided. And I was wearing a tie dye, and I and he was telling me I was I was giving him some flashbacks to like the seventies. But <laughs> I had on the hair out, and he was just like, loved it. Have you seen what he looked like in the seventies? Because because people people think of him in the eighties in Showtime, right? The slick back hair and all that with Magic and Kareem and everything else. But before that, there was a little hippie in there, like actually, Ooh, like in the seventies. Oh, you got a picture to throw up on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one for Twitter. I'm going to throw them up. But if you see it, the long hair, him guarding Jerry West in practice, eh, oh. it's, a little, it's a little bit of hippie. I mean, I don't, I don't think Pat would want to be called a hippie. I don't think, I don't think he'd be down with that. But, but hey, yeah. On the record, you said it. I did. I, yeah. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble because I've seen Pat guys cut guys at practice for less. But that was before all the contracts were guaranteed and you're in pretty good shape right now. You guys are up against the tax anyway, so you're fine. But I'm just saying uh, there was a little bit of hippie in there. But more seriously, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll be looking forward to, to seeing you progress this season and, and getting this opportunity. If I was to say to you in one year, we do a podcast in one year, and we say this is what you accomplished this season, what do you want it to be? An NBA championship. That's what they do here. So there you go. The main thing is the main thing, right, as the hippie Pat Riley used to say and still says. Uh Gabe, we appreciate the time. We'll get a photo to you. We'll tag you on this and all this good stuff. But uh, thanks for doing this. Ethan, Sean, appreciate you guys. Thank right, you. Have a good season. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.